0: This podcast is based on real-life events that are portrayed to the best of Athena and Amber's memory and also backed by court records and other factual evidence. While all the stories in the podcast are true, some names and identifying details have been changed to protect
1: the privacy of the people involved. Previously on Ex-Wives Undercover. In November of 2021, Dee unfortunately has a run-in with Ben at her gym, The police and K-9 unit were dispatched to find Ben, but he was able to evade them. A month later, in December of 2021, there was a second attempt to arrest Ben in Bothell, Washington. This is where he involves my daughter, Sydney, in a police chase where he once again is able to get away and catch a flight back to California. Only a few days later, I receive a death threat via text message from Ben. I filed a police report for an order violation of my domestic violence no contact order. And although this happened in December of 2021, I just finally received a letter from the Snohomish County Prosecuting Attorney. That is approximately two years ago from the date I filed the police report. Now, this letter states that they would not pursue any charges against Ben for threatening to kill me. And by the end of the episode, Ben continues to spiral and his suicide threats get more and more disturbing. Season 2, Episode 11 Jailbird. Welcome to X Wives Undercover Liars, Cheaters, and Love Cons. I'm Amber. And I'm Athena. First we told our story, and now we're
0: sharing all of your craziest and most heart-wrenching stories of love gone wrong. Sometimes we laugh. And sometimes we cry. But more importantly, we
1: we stand stand together. together. All right, girl. You ready to do this? Let's do it. The views, information, or opinions expressed on our show by our guests are solely the views of those individuals involved and by no means represent absolute facts. Opinions expressed by the host and guests may change at any time. Our podcast and YouTube show may at times cover sensitive topics including but not limited to suicide, abuse, violence. Listener and viewer discretion is advised.
0: There was something different about Ben's suicide threat. We had mentioned in previous episodes about Ben becoming the boy who cried wolf. Well, this time it seemed to be the real deal. The video he sent to a few friends made its rounds at lightning speed, and we were all horrified. With a gun in the passenger seat, the clock was ticking. Would we be able to locate him before it was too late? He's driving somewhere. He's Uh got what appears to be a gun. Is it going to be a murder-suicide? Is it just going to be a murder? What the fuck was he planning on doing? We weren't the only ones tracking Ben down. Because he had broken into Rachel's home a few weeks back and placed a video monitoring device in her bedroom, detectives were now building a case against him. They reach
1: out to Amber and I on social media. We're just like, they're trying to get into our private Facebook group. And Amber's like, oh, hell no. Like, you could be Ben. You could be Ben's friend. Like, are you working on his behalf? Like, or uh, Rachel's like, we're, we're just like, eh, yeah. like no, we got to keep our people private and safe. Yeah. And so finally, uh, there's a message that Amber sends me after I get done with the court, uh, for the protection order. And Amber says, oh shit, we just got like a private DM on IG from this police officer. And I think it's legit. Nice. I, I said, okay, I wasn't sure if it was about the, um, uh, the order that just got sent to their their police department that they were gonna help serve, blah, blah, blah. So she said, You want to call? I said, Yes. Ben. Sorry. I kid you not. All I could hear was Ben's voice. I froze and I fucking hung up the phone and immediately that number's calling me back. And I'm trying to tell Amber, oh my God, it's it's Ben. Fuck, like we we're, we're tricked, you know, and um, but I decided to answer it just in case because I'm like, could it, could it? I'm like just for shits and giggles, like what the fuck's gonna happen? What else now I answer it? And I could hear this guy in the background it's his, it's his partner and his partner sounds just like Ben. I didn't believe him. I was like, I need your badge numbers. I, are you sure? Like, I'm not sure. I, I feel like I'm hearing Ben's voice. I tell him all this. He's like, no, we swear. He's like, I'm sorry. Please disregard that creepy DM I sent you guys on IG, but I'm Googling his ass while you're, I'm like, no, I think he's legit. I'm like, send, send, send. Here's an article. Here's a this. Here's that. I think he's good. You're like, are you sure? I'm like, yes yes you're so good our super sleaze like da, 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 oh my God. So you can yeah where well, she's fbi for sure oh she's like da, 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 like setting and I, it's like popping up and i'm like trying to look while i'm talking like are so you sh- sure and i'm writing down he's like no you can call me back at this number And i'm like but it's really loud there like i'm surprised you didn't like can you facetime me right now so i can see yeah they're, they're talking being, so casual i was 70 percent sure it was ben's friends trying to trick me to get information. Yeah. Because of the um, order that was just filed against him with the recent ex-girlfriend, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he just kept trying to prove himself. And finally, I was like, hmm, okay. So I asked a bunch of questions. It probably took 20 minutes at least for me to feel comfortable and confident talking talk to him.
0: It was getting later and later, and nobody could find Ben.
1: When I get this text message, this gun, the screenshot, the, the tip of the barrel of the gun is, okay, the gun's laying on the seat next to Ben in this truck. The tip of the barrel has a blanket or a coat, right? Something over it. So mm-hmm. he's obviously trying to get attention and hide that it's not a real gun. So then you sent the screenshot of the gun, because I don't know shit about guns. Yeah. Avery's like, nah, that's a taser. And I was like, are you sure? Special Agent Amber was like, doo I'm on it. Sends it off her boyfriend, who's like, ex-military, knows guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, no, responds back. Like, nah. a- Avery's
0: right. It's a taser. So then we hang up the phone with Avery because we're like, what a fucking idiot. He's back to his stupid games. Here we go. So I don't think anything of it. Neither.
1: I, so I then- do. I do text the detective the picture. Yes, I just thought, to let them okay, know. Fuck. Like, I'm just I'm just gonna let him know that he's going to kill himself. Supposedly. I did my job. Not in my wildest imagination, Right. What I have thought that what played out was going to?
0: On March 11th, the night before my birthday, I received the most shocking phone call from Athena. Was Ben dead? I'm by myself and I have talked about how I'm getting a little COVID chubby. So I'm like, oh, got to get my steps in. It's pitch black outside and I'm walking through my neighborhood, getting my steps on. It's like 830 at night and all of a sudden... You
1: must have texted me and I didn't get it. Next thing I know, I text know, you three times. Call me, yes. call me. Oh my god, call me. And the reason I didn't for that get is it because the detective calls me, and he tells me the craziest shit had just gone down. I'm out of breath and I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck's going on?" And and
0: I pick it up and you're crying and I'm immediately going, "Oh my god." Oh my God, did he do it? And you didn't say anything. And I could just hear tears. And I'm like, oh fuck, is he dead? Oh my God. And I didn't even know what to think. My mind just went blank. I was not sure. I had had no emotion. I just, other than, wait a second. I thought the last we talked, he had a taser. Now he's dead in my mind. This is what I thought, because you didn't say anything other than- And I was trying.
1: I was trying to like muster out the words, but it's, it was so delayed. And I- you said something to the effect of, no, no, but it's, alive. it's better, I think. I began the story about how how everything transpired and um, that the detective called me. And as the detective had just told me the story and I immediately got a hold of Amber, I thought that this had gone down maybe an hour or two prior. I did not realize that this was all happening in the moment until later. Sorry. He said, Ben has been arrested. He was caught and arrested at his ex-girlfriend's home, Rachel, when it ended things, they had court that morning. And I'm like, oh, what? You know, and, and I'm thinking, okay, kind of like a yelling match, my mind. And then he starts going into details and I am utterly frozen in shop. He brought multiple items with him that would suggest that he went there with the intent to seriously harm or murder her and or murder her. And that his plan was to kidnap her from the items that he brought into the home. He physically caused vandalism to the home by entering it, um, breaking in and he did attack her. He attacked her. I didn't know all the details to it, but he does. He's physical with her. He throws her down, he he does more than that. Also, I when I'm talking to the detective, I say, I'm really scared, like, he's gonna get out, he's gonna get bail, and he's like, no, no, like, this is all very serious. And I said, I know, but you don't know, Chris. This man always gets out. He's gonna come and get me next. I was so frightened for me and Sydney. Wow,
0: it finally happened. I couldn't help but think back on my and Athena's victim impact statements to the court just two years prior, warning of what could happen. Ben Jamison may look like a normal member of our community, but he is not. He is a sick and dangerous man who suffers from a cluster B personality disorder.
1: I believe it is important that the court understand the person they are dealing with. I couldn't live with
0: myself if he hurt or killed someone and I didn't speak up.
1: I'm pleading with the court. And helping to protect my daughter. To help protect my family from his obsessive revenge against me.
0: Who will protect us when he loses control? And it's not if, but when he loses control. Mr. Jameson is on a downward spiral and it's only a matter of time before he really does hurt and or kill someone. Ben was behind bars for now, but Athena expressed concerns to the detective about his ability to post bail and get away with everything like he had in the past. Together, with all of the evidence that we had diligently saved over the years, we were finally able to prove to the court that he was, in fact, a danger. Ben would stay put in jail until trial. Here is a candid Zoom call between myself and Athena when this all went down and her telling me everything that the detective relayed to her about what happened during the interrogation interview with Ben. Oh my god! I'm dying.
1: Oh, oh my god! I don't even know where to begin. I hate this because I have to start at the beginning. I just want okay. So I text the detective Chris Mac Macris. I wanted an update and I wanted to just make sure that he had served Brandon with my court order for S- for Sydney and I. That's right. During his interview down in California this morning, he doesn't text me back. He just calls me and he's like, "Too much to text." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I just couldn't help it. I just, it was like lingering in my mind. What happened during the interview? So I said, so just curious, like what makes it a good interview? That's what I asked. Ah, Very good. And I said like, did he like cooperate? Oh yeah. He cooperated. He goes, he told me everything. Yeah. And then. He starts, like, chuckling a little bit, and he goes, you know, Alex and I, we have this, like, thing we do. First, we go in. We pretend we're stupid. We don't really know everything, and it's just, like, he's the good guy. He's, like, hey, man. He's, like, okay. I know you. Have, it's been a rough few days, dude. Like, we don't know everything. We, we we're just walking into this. We don't know all of it. Um, so... Why don't you give us, like, some background, and let's just go from there. So they watch him. They He plays them. Like, he tells them about you and me and the podcast <laughs> book and a movie deal. And he's like, Whoa, oh, totally. That's crazy. Um, the detectives tell me that they're playing it up. Like, oh, my God. Like, Wow. No. Yeah. yeah. How so, terrible of them. Yeah. I know. Yes. And, like, just letting him go, go. And he's like, and then, you know, Brennan's just – Telling us how he's never put his hands on a woman in his life. The background story. I swear on everything. I've never touched a woman. It's just all bullshit. They let him kind of go through the motions, explain everything. He says that Rachel's son broke his own window and that he was aware of it. It was all cleaned up and stuff. And that's why he was able to enter through the window. Kind of weird. Like,
0: you know. You enter through, through the- someone's window and you could have gone through the front door. And I wonder
1: why oh, you'll find out why I say, Oh my gosh. So I was like, I can't remember everything that night. It was all a little bit of a blur. It was just so much. I was like, did you say that the neighbor called the police or her son called the police? And He goes, no, her son wasn't there. Thankfully. I think you just probably heard me say that he came into the, the son's window. Mm-hmm. And I, he goes, the neighbor called the police. And I was like, so like, was she just like, in a room hanging out where she's, like, in the hall or downstairs. And he goes, yeah. So here's the thing. (laughs) With the dude. As Brandon talks about. (laughs) I'm dying. Oh, my God. He goes, as Brandon's talking about how, like, he's never put his hands on a woman and how, like, it's all innocent. He's innocent. He's like, "Um, he doesn't realize one thing. Rachel tells us that she actually has a video camera in her bedroom. And he... Amen. He went straight to her bedroom. We have the whole entire encounter. Everything went down in Rachel's bedroom. They had the whole thing on fucking video. Oh my gosh. They were laying in bed together when brand fucking busts in the door. Freaking out. He grabs her. He throws her down, then throws her on the bed and starts choking her out. As Chris is telling me this story, Chris, detective, Macris, he goes, And I'm just going to have this little tidbit in. The new guy, he's definitely younger, and he's got quite a bod on him. He's got a body. I saw the whole fucking video. Naked people. Oh, my God. Can we put that in the movie? In the series? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dying. And I love this guy because he's just like, man, he's younger. He's way more attractive than Brandon. Oh, yeah. Brandon was fucking crazy person. He... Oh, it my was, gosh. It was, he fucking lost his fucking mind. He... the Then the guy comes at him to get him off of Rachel, and he and start fucking fighting, and Brandon punches him in the face and beats his ass, puts him in a chokehold, and puts him to sleep. No! Yes. Then... Yes! Oh my god, I'm dying! Then Alex and I are watching the video, like, that's all he's doing. He's just sitting on the ground going, get back up. Like, make me fucking do it again, dude. He had grabbed Rachel. I think he punched her or he slapped her. He threw her, oh, he threw her whole fucking body into a wall, like in the air. Then he grabbed her, threw her on the ground a few times. Then he threw her on the bed and was strangling her with his hands, choking her. Holy shit! Uh huh, and it's like trying to stop it. It's like all this madness, and then that's when like beats his fucking ass, chokes oh. him out, puts him to sleep, like and, a little uh, pussy bitch. Yep, and then <laughs> oh right, my god, Breton right fucking wakes up and talks more shit. It, somehow they start fighting again, and it goes out to the front of the, the front of the house. So wait, and, they didn't even call the cops at that point? I think that no, the when it when it escalated down to the front. Of the house. That's when the neighbors called. I don't think, I think Rachel was kind of like in shock. So I think maybe she might've, I could have imagined like that would probably would have been the time where at the the front house, she's calling number one. No idea. So they, so Chris and Alex watch this whole fucking drunken fighting shit show, everything on camera. So as he's talking to him, he goes, so you're saying you've never put your hands on Rachel. Never, ever. You would never be violent. No, my mom, this, my mom, that I would never. Okay. He goes, Hold on one second, okay? And Brandon's like, okay. And they're still playing nice guys. So then they go out, they bring in the laptop and they press play and they turn into the real deal cops, detectives. And Brandon's like, turn it off, turn it off. And they up explode and start fighting them. Uh huh. And they shut it off.
0: That right there is how he acted when I was reading Avery's text messages. And he's like, stop reading them. Like, that's the behavior,
1: 100%. Oh, did you see the part where Austin beat the shit out of him or when he was laying on the ground like a pussy bitch? Hmm. I wonder. Oh, my God. Here's the other thing. When this all brought up a lot of memories for me, when Brandon was tracking me in his car and in my car, I went down to the boat that night, and then I ended up coming home because Tim was too drunk, and that's when Brandon snuck out. I forgot he had the taser, he had zip ties, he had the tarp. And all that he had. So I almost wonder, was he going to kill both of them or was he one of them? Did he know? I'm wondering, like, did you know that guy was there? Cause yeah. you know, how man with her escalates another man with one of the women he's involved with or was escalates him to murder. Like I just so, I don't know if we'll ever know, but I wonder. he never
0: admitted to anything.
1: That's as far as they got with him in their questioning. Yeah, he admits about the trackers. He, I guess he admits about everything. He admits about the the trackers, but he says that they're not, they're mommy, anti-theft. Mommy, yes, I did, but they're mommy, anti-theft mommy, devices. But he admits to putting mommy. them on. But he has an excuse for everything. And then I said, he goes, damn, he's quick on his feet, though. Like, you know, you ask him a question. I go, does he go the, um, um, he goes, yeah. yeah and he goes, and he goes, yeah, and he does the Yes. He goes, <clears Yep. laughs> yes! well, yes. totally tell signs. He goes, "Oh yeah." He goes, but he he does the the noise or the cough, and then he would just come up with like an excuse, mm-hmm. excuse and a reason and a fake answer for everything. Oh yeah. He's, like, he knew he had a few days to think about it, put a story together. But some of the things were probably like he wasn't expecting, but so he how was. Did he, off the cuff. How did he switch it from "I've never touched a
0: woman" to then well Just oh, just kidding. I really did.
1: Uh, (laughs) try to choke her out the only thing I couldn't I didn't want to ask too many questions I was just letting him kind of talk and like lightly try to like peek in my questions so I didn't get shut down completely but I did say oh my gosh like I was like oh my god like are you kidding me I was like I am dying right now I was like so how did he explain that or something like that and he goes he said I don't remember everything I was really drunk Mm, not an excuse not excuse and he's claiming he doesn't remember because he's drunk come on so and then he would there, just talk to her. That was the other thing. And escalate. Oh, you know over there to talk to her with handcuffs, taser gun, zip ties in your pocket, just to chit chat, nothing more. Yes. Oh my God.
0: The charges were as follows. These are what he got charged with. In total, there are ten felonies and three
1: misdemeanors. And fun fact: at first, there were five. One day. The following day, mm-hmm. they had added three more. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, they added two more. Is that right? Three more, I believe. Yeah, three more. I, well, okay. yeah. So, and also a fun
0: fact because Mr. Ben, Mr. Ben was not very happy when this all went down. He was on suicide watch. And because my brother-in-law is a <sighs> cop, he told me all about the straight jacket. <laughs> if you're on suicide watch, you have to wear a straight jacket and it's very awful and humiliating. <laughs> so yeah. So he was sitting in jail on my birthday in a straight jacket. Happy birthday to Amber. Yeah, This was fucking both of our birthdays. Damn. Okay. (laughs) So we're looking at a maximum of around 15 years if he got all of these charges. For just California charges. Just California. Okay. So the first charge, he basically violated her restraining
1: order. One count of false imprisonment. Episode one, chapter one of our book, Valentine's, Not Your Average Valentine's Day is when he trapped Amber in his home and would let her leave and said he was going to slit his wrist and kill all of us. Yeah. So basically, thank God that you escaped that day, Amber, how you got out past him and ran and got in your car and drove off I know. because look at what, ha- what he did to her. He also has
0: one count of threatening with the intent to terrorize. He also has one count of vandalism, one count of possessing burglary tools. There is two counts of assault with a deadly weapon. What the detective was telling you, how he he made it to where Ben can't bail out, is this next count. It's uh, 1269 CPC. It's uh, to assure protection of the victim. That is a felony that was added, but that also means that he cannot bail himself out. No amount of money is going to bail his ass out. He got another count for obstructing and resisting an officer. He also got a one count of battery of an ex-spouse. Or date. He also has one count of stalking, two counts of assault. What is this? Assault with um, using force likely to produce greatly bodily injury. Ooh. So that's what he's been charged with. So we're looking at close to fifteen years max. Later, we would find out even more about what transpired that night, including what strategic items were in Ben's car, and Rachel finding gallons of bleach ammonia, and isopropyl alcohol in her garage, perfect to clean up with after a murder. Rachel confirmed that she did not put them there, leading her to believe it was Ben. And we'll get into those details in the next episode when we cover the pretrial hearings. Amidst all the chaos, our podcast was blowing up, and after going viral on TikTok, we were reached out to by a journalist with The Daily Dot. Isn't it amazing the things that we find out about our husbands once we file divorce? Take this picture for instance. This right here is me and my ex-husband at a charity gala. This right here is a picture of my ex-husband's dating profile while we were still married. Notice how he scratched my face out of the picture? Oh, and did I also mention that his name is not Bradley as the profile says? that's actually my dead nephew's name. No sooner did I file divorce, did a lovely woman from Norway reach out to my husband's first wife, Athena.
1: The author of the piece actually flew down to go and see Ben and get his side of things, which was amusing. I remember him texting me and I called him and he goes, oh
0: wow, he's good. And I'm like, see, no one believes us. And he goes, I'm a full grown ass man. And I was kind of buying into what he said. He's like, yeah. I can see without one, without any shot of a doubt that you guys would have fell for it because I was, I'm sitting there in jail and he's so compelling and he's so good. And he goes, he's this big, good looking fit guy. And I was like, damn, like, <laughs> I mean, I'm fooled. He's like, I kept
1: having to go back to the facts. I'm like, no, no, no,
0: no, no. And I'm like, yep, I'm telling you.
1: Yeah. Like, sl- like slap yourself, yeah. like snap out of it, dude. No, he's good.
0: Can we talk about some of his comments, though? He says Mm -hmm. 80% of what we said are trash accusations. And he added that he's not the monster that Klingerman and Rasmussen make me out to be. Mm -hmm. He said he believes that women are lying in order to secure book deals
1: and viral fame. (laughs) What do you think about that? Well, we are TikTok famous. Uh, I mean... uh, I think that
0: I'm not surprised if we wanted to be famous. I'm pretty sure this isn't the route that I would go (laughs) like blasting and how stupid I was for getting into, you know what I mean? If I wanted to go the whole, go to acting school, move to LA, be famous. Okay. So he also says that Klingerman and Rasmussen got in, that's in quotes, his ex-girlfriend's quote unquote head and that they broke up as a result. And Johnson says that he went to her home in El Dorado County to take back a French bulldog he allegedly paid $4,500 for. Yeah. He's such an idiot. So he's speaking to the media. (laughs) This is PR 101 here. You don't talk to the media before you go to trial. I know. So he took, he's so arrogant and narcissistic that he took this guy, this reporter, uh, let him on into the jail, sat down. And so every single yeah. thing that he says in these articles is going to be used against him in trial. Yeah. Um, so he's saying he went to her home to take back the French bulldog. So right there, he's admitting that he violated a restraining order that was put in place that morning. And B, the French bulldog was added to that, that restraining order. So he's uh, two two counts there. And according to Ben, this is what happened the night. He said he heard another man's voice in her house and his ex-girlfriend had allegedly told him she wasn't seeing anybody. So he figured that man was a stranger and she was in danger. So he just happened to have a taser with him and he entered her home to protect her. He said that when he saw the guy there, his head spun and
1: everything happened so fast. He claimed
0: he has no recollection of what transpired.
1: Oh, yes. And not let's not forget that, you know, him snapping and uh, blacking and blanking out is due to uh, the police in El Dorado Hills attacking him and beating him so badly. He now has a brain injury, so he yes. couldn't remember even what happened. I don't know, but that's a lot of detail.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of detail so far uh, and no explanation why I just have to have a freaking taser on hand. If you're going or, to go yeah. get a
1: dog, you just felt like you needed a teaser just in case. And, and <laughs> let's add this, you broken through the
0: window, the window, carrying the dog. And I'm pretty sure you had a step stool to get into the window that you brought with you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed a little premeditated, but uh, yeah. I don't know. So, okay. And what about good old Barb, his mom? She oh, also man. let herself be interviewed for this interview. Yeah. And she said, To the Daily Dot that her and Ben just happened to launch his side business to help her earn some extra income. What do you think about that?
1: I think Ben said that, and I don't know if she confirmed that, but if he told her to, she would. She would go, "Uh uh-huh, okay, whatever he says. Um, No, but she, Ben has his mother believing his false narrative 100%, it's very sad, Um, I'm not surprised again. And she is defending him, She is helping him, all while he is completely taking advantage of her. As we all know too well, Ben wasn't going to go
0: down without a fight. While sitting in jail, he had a lot of time to ponder how he was going to get out of this situation. And what better way than to call attention to the incident that happened the previous July when he was found in a park unconscious. So he gets a public defender, right? And he's not happy because the public defender is going, dude, you don't got a case. You should I, I take a plea deal. And he's just, nope, nope, nope. That's not what happened. And so he comes up with this idea. He's going to sue the El Dorado police and the court system, basically. And he wants to expose them for how corrupt they are. And he mm-hmm. should not be in jail. So yeah. he decides he's going to start this lawsuit. He's going to yeah. contact major journalists, big, big journalists. So randomly me and you, I don't even know what kind of one day it was, but I check our ex wifes Gmail account and I see a reporter saying, hi, uh, I was contacted by your ex-husband and I was just wondering if you could talk to me. So I call, She's like, yeah, I got this letter. And he also wrote multiple letters to, you know, all these other people. And let's yeah. just news channel. This or... lady's not just your average journalist. She is a Pulitzer prize winning journalist big time. So she's like, you know, he says that he's, he shouldn't be in jail. And he wrote me this long letter. She starts reading the letter and I'm like, holy shit, you've got to be kidding me. She's like, so he wants me to expose and write an expose article to expose the corruptness of the Eldorado police and all this stuff. And I'm like, girl, I I don't even know where to start. And she goes, well, I did contact the two people at the bottom of his letter. And one of the people said, you should really talk to his ex-wives. I think there's a bit more to this story that you need to know. Would you be surprised if we told you that Ben was still harassing Athena from jail? Of course he was. Let's hear what he was up to while pondering his great escape from jail. About
1: the child support issue, how Ben was able to... Somehow, some way, simply go online, fill out a form with the Department of uh, Child Support, which is not tied into any of the county uh, courts or legal records. And he was able to submit it just by stating the fact that he was the primary custodial parent for Sydney, which in turn auto generated a child support order. And by the time they contacted me and served me, I think it was between three to $5,000. I was um, being ordered to back pay. Second time he's done this to me. I had to fight him. Then um, I had to deal with the biggest idiot I've ever spoken to dealing with it. I not even, okay, I'll just get angry again. So we're just going to go past that one. I just don't even know how some people get their, their law degrees. It, boggles my mind. But then after all that, I go to court, take time, make sure the children are cared for so they don't interrupt. Um, and he's able to get a uh, continuing continuance, whatever. Then the next time we show up, Athena has to take time out of her day, make sure the children are taken care of. And he's actually there. And I get to hear his disgusting voice. And And by the way,
0: she's texting me during it going, ew, like I'm so so grossed out. And I'm like, send it to me and I'm listening, but you guys are going to die because Athena opens a can of whoop ass on the judge. Like (laughs) this is ridiculous. She goes, I'm sorry, but you told me that you are not going to extend this any more. And this is what he does. And he's abusing me. And you were such a badass. And then Ben goes, see your honor, see how she like, is so abrasive to me, or whatever he said. Yeah. He, he, he like, turned Aww. around like he was the victim, and you're so unhinged and awful. But I was so yes. gross. And I was Thank so grossed you. out, too,
1: listening to his voice. It's gross. I think we should uh, pin the audio, a little bit of the audio into this episode. Yeah? Oh, yeah, that'd be good.
2: Ms. Nazarian, any questions about the procedure?
3: No, I don't.
2: Okay, and Mr. Johnson?
3: Uh, actually, yes. I- sure. i sure to continue and so I can speak to my attorney.
2: Okay, and are you planning to have one, have someone represent you in this action?
3: Yes. If, if okay. necessary, I to speak to him and, and figure that out. I'm not prepared. I don't have everything in front of me here.
2: Okay, and who is your attorney?
3: Uh, currently, uh, my I, I don't want to say a, a, a if somebody with the other partner here right now.
2: Okay, Um, and the reason I'm asking is, so it looks like there was another continuance in this case on July 26th. Um, This case dates back to June of 2022, and now we're at August. Um, I don't show that there is a notice of appearance for any attorney on your behalf in this case. Um, And normally at this point, if you were represented, they would have entered a notice of appearance.
3: So I, I did. I did not request the uh, continuance. I just. Uh, I didn't request this, and I didn't initiate this. Um, I know that uh, the other party was saying that I initiated it, but I didn't. Uh, I, I received this document, and the, the first document I received said continuance. I never received any initial document whatsoever. So okay,
2: but I do show let's see at on. July 26th, the matter was continued because you did not get notice of hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get notice of today's hearing? I did. Okay. And have you received the exhibits?
3: Not all of them, no. Okay.
2: And you're requesting a continuance in order to be represented in this matter? Correct. Okay. And have you spoken with an attorney? No, I
3: haven't.
2: Okay, and is there a reason that you haven't um, talked to an attorney um, now this is, this has been pending for some time?
3: Uh, it's been access, quite honestly. I just received a, a, uh, access to somebody I'm gonna to talk to here two days ago, so.
2: Uh, okay, and wh- what do you mean by access?
3: I mean, uh, there's specific times I can use the phone and I wasn't I wasn't able to. Okay. And
2: how long is it going to take you to speak with an attorney and determine whether or not you will be represented in this action?
3: Uh, Probably
2: a week, two weeks, max. Okay. All right. And just let me check to see if the other parties have an objection. Ms. Nazarian, do you have an objection to a continuance?
1: Yes, absolutely. I object.
2: Okay, and can
1: you tell me why you object? Um, I object because this is the second time he's done this to me. A few years ago he did the same thing, and it is a way to just abuse me using the legal system, and I have to get child care and take time out of the work that I do, and in order to do this hearing, that's why the last judge was um, kind enough to write that no continuances were allowed um you know i believe she wrote a note on that and i would just like to move forward and clear this up i honestly feel like it's just very straightforward i submitted the final parenting plan i know that there was a older version of a temporary parenting plan, but I submitted the uh, final parenting plan, and that's there for you to see that shows my name listed as the uh, sole custodial parent, and everything else is very, very detailed, I even highlighted very important detailed information in yellow for you.
2: Okay, and I, and I have reviewed the documents, and I don't want to get too much into the details of the case, just whether or not this should be continued. Okay. And then, I believe, Miss Nazarian sent in um, the current parenting plan, and that's the one you do not have. Is that correct, Mr. Johnson? That's correct. And, and, and the reason that I, I, mean, I can tell you the reason I need to speak to attorney is because uh,
3: that parenting plan, uh, to, you know, be frank, there's you know, extraordinary reasons.
2: Okay, and again, I don't want to get into details of anything. I'm just trying to determine what pages you have and what pages you don't have. That's the only thing I want to ascertain right now. So I will go ahead and grant Mr. Johnson's request for continuance. Both parties are entitled to state legal representation. Um, and I do understand that there are some barriers, Mr. Johnson, to you doing that. Also, I do understand, Ms. Nazarian, that it is inconvenient for you, but I will ask that the next hearing be scheduled at times that work better for you. Um, I will make a note in here about what the part that the parties have the exhibit so that hopefully there will be no further delays due to that issue all right and then mrs zarian do you have any questions
1: um yeah i'm actually just very upset with this right now you're letting this man abuse me with the legal system over and over and over have you i mean did you even research any of this information before we jumped on today this is just really unacceptable honestly (laughs)
2: Ms. Nazarian, the law is that a party is entitled to seek legal counsel. Um, I've made my ruling and I do I do appreciate your frustration, but um, I, I cannot make a different ruling than that right now at this point with the information that I have. So,
1: okay, so, right. so I, do have have qu- any I do have a question. I do have a question for you. <clears throat> so in the next hearing, if he asks for another continuance, because he does it often, will that be allowed again?
2: it will depend on the judge. So, and I will tell you the more times I um as the more continuances there are, the less likely the next one is to be granted. So, if he requested today a continuance for legal assistance, most likely it's not going to be granted again. So, but I can't say what the next judge is going to do. So, each case is taken on a case-by-case basis. Okay. Okay and then um Mr. Johnson do you have any questions before we go off the record?
3: Um no I'd just like to keep this strictly legal and, and uh, avoid these attacks over the
2: phone. Okay so it doesn't sound like you have any questions so what I, I'll make some notes in here for the next judge and then um both parties will receive a new notice of hearing in the mail with the time and date of the hearing. And Ms. we'll make the efforts we can to accommodate your schedule. And then Mr. Johnson, those exhibits that you don't have will be sent out to you. So we are off the record. I do want to thank everyone for appearing. So thank you and goodbye.
1: And of course, in Ben's style, he no-showed two weeks later when we did have our final hearing. And thankfully, I did receive another letter in the mail. That the case against me was dismissed. With the child support case now finalized, he was now going to have to face the charges in California. Time was running out for Ben. He either needed to take the plea deal
0: or take the chance on a jury trial where he could face life in prison.
1: Next time on Ex-Wives Undercover. Oh God. (gasps) Oh Okay. okay, start from the beginning. I love details.
0: So, Melinda, the oh, she's God. the one that called me. She went to today's court, and she was like, oh, my God, it was just crazy.
3: But he said he was trying to make amends with me. And I said, Brian's kind of a little late for that, isn't it?" And he says, no, we, you know, I... I didn't have much of a father figure or whatever, and now I want to have one. I said, Brandon, but you've been doing all this stuff that's not good and violent and everything. And I said, why? He said, well, I need you.
1: And once again, if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a five star review and make sure to join our private Facebook group for even more juicy info. You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter. And of course, you can always visit our site at www.exwivesundercover.com.